Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting week from Impact Fellowship. We thank y'all for tuning in and I hope that you are blessed by this message. Praise the Lord everybody, praise the Lord and welcome to a blessed Sunday, a blessed Communion Sunday. We have a blessed lot of time so to prepare um, for those who are viewing us. For those who are here, I will to welcome you. Thank you for joining us today. And if we can, please close your eyes and bow your heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord God. I thank you for this time where we to come together and worship for you, Lord God. I pray you open our hearts and our minds to receive all we have in store for us today, Lord God, as you continue to prepare us and as you continue to grow us in the way that you call us to be, Lord God. Again, I thank you for keeping us safe throughout this week, Lord yes. God, and allowing us to come back here once again to learn more of your ways to yes, receive God. you and to continue to grow in you, Lord God. Again, I thank you for who you are and all things that you do, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Briefly, before the praise and worship team comes, there was something that uh, happened throughout the week, this week. Uh, for those who don't know, I work at a warehouse, an uh, Amazon, Amazon warehouse, and throughout the day we're moving packages and whatnot, and sometimes those packages can get heavy, and they have a system called Team Lift, where you get someone to help you and to help lift this box and put it where it needs to be, correct? So, and then we started, it had me thinking, like, in life, it's exactly like that. There, there are times where we go through trials and tribulations where we can't do things ourselves. However, we always have God to help us lift those things. And we can't do those things. We can't do life without God. But when we have Him, when we include Him in all of who we do and say and how we live, that's how we should be. That's how we can properly go about our trials and tribulations when we depend on God through everything. We think a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Thank you, Lord. Everybody, please, if you could, stand up with us and greet each other across the aisle. You know how we do. It is time to say hello. God bless you. Welcome, everyone online. Hey, everybody. Please say hi, text, drop an emoji in the chat. Let us know that you're tuned in, that you're not just playing in the background, little laundry, whatever, whatever, sitting fantasy lineups. You're engaged. You are here. You are in, in union with us. There we go. There we go. Everybody. The one thing I love about the four walls of New England is you can feel the love. You know, you can see it, you can say hello and everything, but when you can see the love, you can feel it, it just hits different. You know, it's just like a nice blanket. So, I just want to say, first things first, uh, like Austin mentioned, it is Communion Sunday. So, in the event that, um, for those of you at home, to prepare yourselves, grab some type of juice, some type of juice, uh, some crackers, or some bread, or something like that, so you can too partake in this with all of us here. So, in my piece, I just want to say, uh, Pastor Sony, myself, and my brothers, we were all talking about uh, transitions um, earlier before service, and with transitions is the concept of time. 
So in your transitional period, you're either moving into something or you're moving out of something. But before you get to that place, you have a finite amount of time that you need to accomplish everything that you were meant to accomplish. So if you are moving into your next space with clear conscious, open mind, and freedom, yes. and not being burdened on what you didn't do or what you didn't do. So as you are for the students here, you guys are here for your four years or your two and two, you want to be able to maximize everything that you can do so that you can move on to your next part of life without regretting or wishing you did more. For those of at home who are watching, you may be in your job either transitioning into something new, uh, a new life, a new lifestyle, a new position at work. You want to be able to accomplish everything that you do. And as you do that, continue to pray and seek God and ask him where he wants you to go, where which route he wants you to take so that you may move, not only just move forward, but move forward in his will. Amen? Amen. All right. Please clap your hands and join the class of Listen, as these men have said, this is Communion Sunday, and everyone has shifted to one side of the room. Okay, we saved that for somebody else? Okay, that's fine. This is Communion Sunday, so for all of you who are home, you still have time to go ahead and grab um, the elements. We're going to go into Communion immediately after the Word of God. But before I get started, I just want to take this time to acknowledge um, one of our members here, um, and that is my mother. Today is her birthday, and she is online right now. So, yes, 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 we want to acknowledge you, mom, because without you, there's no me. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. So, mom, we appreciate you. For those who are online, uh, please let's write in a, a happy birthday shout out to my mother. You can say happy birthday, mom. You can say happy birthday, Miss Rose. You can say happy birthday to you. Um, we just want to acknowledge you and just take this time to publicly say thank you for everything. She has been such a great support of this ministry from day one. From day one. So we appreciate you, mom. And we thank God for giving us you for another year. Another trip around the sun. We thank God. And yes, every, let's see, she'll be this age. I don't want to tell her age. I'll tell her age. She is an awesome. She'll be this age for a whole year. So we'll get the opportunity to celebrate with her uh, the next time we, we see each other. Amen. Come on, turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke, the 10th chapter. Luke, the 10th chapter, and we're going to begin at the 25th verse. Here we go. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 25th verse. Here it is. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it, or what is your understanding of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, 
with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by a chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on, on his own animal brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Somebody say, Take, took care of him. Yeah. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Hallelujah. I just want to just add a title to this message. Are you my neighbor? Since everyone is here on one side of the room today, I want you to look at somebody and say, Are you my neighbor? Come on, turn to somebody else and say, Maybe it's you. What is this thing called neighbor? What is this thing? For purposes of this message or this biblical understanding is any person in need of one's help or kindness. Somebody say kindness. kindness. The scripture says, love thy neighbor as thyself. It's like, hmm, well, God, you know, I love me. What do you mean I have to love my neighbor? Because sometimes we have neighbors that we don't like. Can I just be honest? We have some people that we don't get along with. We got some people that we might have a little beef with. Are they my neighbor also? I remember growing up, there was a um, TV program called Sesame Street. Do you guys know? Oh, you know, okay, I'm in the right church then. Sesame Street, he says, there was a song he used to sing about who are the people in your neighborhood? <laughs> you know, they're the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. They're the people that you meet each day. And so when we look at what the scripture is saying about the neighbor, it's that everybody that we come in contact with. But here it goes. The scripture goes a little bit further and says, listen, they're going to have some neighbors that you don't like. You're going to have some neighbors that you do like. You're going to have some neighbors that you get along with. And you're going to have some neighbors that you don't get along with. In other words, you're going to have some frenemies. You know what I'm talking about when I say frenemies? Okay, good. You're going to have some frenemies where we're cool, but we're not cool. I like you, kind of. You all right, sometimes. 
It's going to be that kind of thing. But what I want to do today is go through five um, uh, quick, quick areas concerning your neighbor. Let's go with number one. For those of you who are taking notes, number one is the undeserving. Hallelujah. The man in this parable had traveled what is called the bloody way. They called it the road from Jerusalem to Jericho by that name because of all the robberies and all of the murders that were committed on this desolate stretch of the highway. Perhaps it was at night, hallelujah, and it looks as though that this, this man or this person was traveling that dangerous road alone. Now watch this. Now, some of us would say this, that this person was unwise. Some of us would go a little bit further and start calling names uh, to the decision that this, this man made. If all of that was true about this stretch, then he did make an unwise decision. You could say that he brought this trouble on himself, or he brought these things down on his own head. You could say that maybe he made his bed, now he's going to have to lie in it. Glory to God. You could say that uh, he have only one person to blame for this decision, and that is himself. Now, you could get biblical and say that, well, you reap what you sow. You know, um, sometimes we try to become deep concerning somebody else's uh, uh, indiscretions. You know, you reap what you sow. You could also say all kinds of things that we tend to say when we don't want to help someone. Mm. Amen. Because that's what we're talking about here. When we don't want to help someone, does God call us to love even the undeserving? Mm. Even the ones who brought trouble to their own doors? Even the ones who made bad choices? Even the ones who made bad decisions? And the answer to that is yes. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God gives that, 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 that peace or that grace to us? And that answer is yes. Aren't you glad that God doesn't require an IQ test for those that he helps? Glory to God. The Lord is gracious. He extends mercy to the wise and to the foolish. Glory to God. See, like our Lord, we need to be Grace givers. Somebody say grace givers. Grace givers. Even to those who created their own troubles, glory to God, by their own bad choices. And even to the ones who are, you know, uh, can I go back um, real, real quick? When someone makes a bad choice, glory to God, even the ones that you like, when someone makes a bad choice, we immediately get into that position or get into that place of you deserve it. We become the judge over their situation, glory to God. We become the convictor of, uh, of or, or we cast the sentence on them for their bad decision. Why is this important? Because God is trying to show us us. God is trying to show us the attitude that we take um, when concerning other people's things. Can I go a little bit further here? Um, every time that we witness somebody make a mistake and we comment on their mistake, 
what we're saying, hallelujah, is where we're looking at our own selves and we're being very judgmental against ourselves by saying, see, you deserve that. You got what you deserve. See, you messed over a, a, a good person here. You messed over a good God. You messed over a, a good woman here. You got what you deserve. But God called you to be a blesser to them. So you tell God, listen, God, I know you called me to be a, a blessing to Chantel, but you know, but you don't understand, God. See, Chantel brought these things on herself. And because of that, we try to remove ourselves from that. Let's go back to what we were saying before. Um, we, we, we don't like to deal with uh, people's issues because they created their, their own troubles by their own bad choices, even the ones who are overlooked. And that takes us right into number two. Number two is the overlooked. Somebody say overlooked. A priest happened to go by, according to the scripture there, uh, a priest happened to be going down the same road when he saw the man. He passed by on the other side. Somebody said the other side. The other side. Sometimes when we don't like people or we don't like what they look like or smell like, we will pass by on the other side. Sometimes when we don't like the uh, conditions by which someone looks or the, the uh, a circumstance that they, they're in, we will remove ourselves from their proximity as to that now that I can, if, if I remove myself, I can act like I don't see them. Have you ever had someone who tried their, their best not to make eye contact with you? They would even go as far as dropping their head all the way like this, like, I don't see you, you don't see me, I don't have to speak. The overlooked. The victim was overlooked by two religious men who saw he was wounded uh, uh, and they cringed at the fact that he was uh, injured. Look, watch this. In other words, they lifted up their priestly robes and said, listen, I'm not dealing with that because I am dressed a certain way and I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to be uh, connected or corrupted by whatever you got going on here. Hallelujah. So they were overlooked. They were well-respected leaders. Hallelujah. Probably known for their wisdom and, and their compassion. Of those two guys, um, neither one of them stepped up to help the man who had a need. See, they were probably uh, uh, already convincing themselves that the situation he was in, he probably deserved. They have, we were already probably trying to convince themselves to, or justify their positions by not adding aid. Maybe they had some other duties that they had to take care of and they didn't want to touch this person. However we've gotten here, uh, we're here, and we see that these, these uh, two men um, these two saved men didn't want to deal with what was going on. Watch this. Um, is it because of how the person um, looked? You know, sometimes when we see somebody um, being injured, I would rather videotape them than to help them. We have reached a, uh, an age today where we will pull out our telephone not to call for help, but to record what's going on or re record the condition that they're in. See, you shouldn't have done this. Now you've got this. Um, you're in this place. Good for you. That's just where we are. 
Am I a neighbor to the people when others have turned away from them? Oh, here we go. It's a temptation to follow the lead of the people around us instead of following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Oh, okay, you don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, watch this. Have you ever walked into Stacks hungry? Glory to God. Stacks is the uh, local cafeteria here for all those who are online. Have you ever walked into Stacks hungry? But when you get there in line, somebody says, Ugh, I don't like this food. Now, mind you, you're hungry. So what do you say? Yeah, I don't like this food either. That's what happens when we allow the environment to dictate what the attitude, our attitude is, instead of what the Holy Spirit is saying. See, a few minutes ago, you were hungry, and the Holy Spirit led you to go get something to eat. But you begin to curse that very thing that God is trying to bless you with. Okay, come on, we gotta move, we gotta move, we gotta move. Watch this, sometimes that's why God has you walking on, on this particular road or that particular area because God may place it on your heart to help when others won't. God is trying to get something to you. Watch this, does that even apply to my enemies? Hmm, which takes us to our next page. Number three, our enemies. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. Somebody say pity. pity. Jesus addressed the issues of the enemies on, on two levels. First, we consider the injured man. Hallelujah. We don't know of his nationality. In fact, we know nothing about him except that he was injured. But chances are the man was of Jewish descent the avowed enemy of the Samaritan, watch this, who helped him. What? So here we see that the man's enemy has helped him. The second thing we see is that Jesus brings up enemies who, um, who would have been uh, 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 of the Jewish faith or of the Jewish customs, um, and this is very important here because Jesus made the hero of the story the Samaritan. The Samaritans were of mixed uh, of breeding. Um, in other words, they were half Jewish. Um, who they were Jewish people who married Palestinians. Now, where does that come to play? Mm. So here we see that you had two natural enemies that we're even seeing today warring amongst each other. One is Jewish, one is of, uh, uh, one is Palestinian. The hatred between the two groups was so intense that most Jews refused to even travel through Samaria. Instead, they would cross the Jordan River and go miles out of their way rather than to walk through the, the shortest path, and that's um, um, the Samaritan territory. Watch this. Um, Jesus wasn't of the mindset he often traveled through. Uh, some, he often traveled through Samaria. That doesn't mean that he was treated well. Can I just pause here for a second? Whenever we're not treated well, we will avoid those things. Amen. Whenever we don't think we're getting the the respect that we need, we will avoid those things. Glory to God. But sometimes God places your blessing right in the middle of the place that you're avoiding. 
Jesus is doing something new here. Why would Jesus paint those people as the good guys? Why would he um, set up the Samaritans to be the heroes in this? He had a point to make. So he made the hero a member of the group that no one liked. Hallelujah. To put the story in the modern day uh, context, it might be something like this. Well, well, I don't understand. Maybe uh, uh, these people were uh, a part of, of a gang or maybe they were uh, a part of some type of um, religious cultish group that um, uh, did heinous things. Jesus does this for a reason because he's trying to show you what you're called to do. If we were honest, most of us, uh, most of us have a category of people where we have no, um, we have no, how can I say this? Oh, thank you, Lord, that we won't deal with at all. Amen. We won't, we won't deal with them because I don't like them. We won't deal with them because we don't like each other. It might be of someone's nationality. It might be uh, of someone's profession or their political party. The fact that um, they're vagrants or, or they're homeless, glory to God, or people that dress a certain way. See, it's amazing how, according to your fashion trend or your fashion sense, that we have a way of just putting people in a category. Come on, I'm going someplace here. That's what Jesus was doing in this particular message. He was asking, are you a neighbor to the people you don't trust? Hallelujah. See, it all, it, it all comes back to you. Somebody says, it's all about me. It's all about you. Are you a neighbor to the people that you don't trust? Are you a neighbor to the people that, that, that you don't like? Are you a neighbor to the people that you feel that are beneath you? Hallelujah. Are you a neighbor to the people that, that, that just look different from you? Somebody said the unattractive. That brings us to number four. The unattractive. He went to him and bandaged his wounds. Pouring on oil and wine. Hallelujah. Can I share something with you? The unattractive. So we don't deal with things that are unattractive. I remember a, a few years ago, um, I, I, I told you all that I was a police officer. And one night, um, I got a call um, to um, respond to the emergency room at the, the local hospital. There was a, a few things going on that night. And um, I had um, officers in different places. And there was a, a young man that was injured. He was um, beaten up uh, really badly, and we needed to make um, an identification of him. Glory to God. And, and I, I got a call. It's like, hey, is it possible that you know this person? I'm like, well, let me come and see. I get there to the emergency room, and this person's face is beaten um, really badly. And I, 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 they asked me, like, do you know him? I'm like, no, I don't. The very next day, I found out it was the same young man that goes to church, went to my church. Couldn't recognize him. The unattractive. I saw what he looked like. I gave a, a, a quick glance. Didn't look like David. The very next day, I found out it was him. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. We pay less things, we pay less attention to things that we feel is unattractive. Okay? Well, I'm looking at some blank faces here. Have you ever seen somebody who just looks nice or look attractive? Amen? 
When you see someone who looks nice or looks attractive, there's a natural thing that happens to you. What is that, preacher? Oh, I'm glad you asked me. The natural thing is you smile. How you doing? What up? We do that because they're attractive. Flip it. Somebody who's not attractive, we stare. And sometimes our face will tell on us because we'll get this little crook in our nose that goes, the unattractive. Do we have to lose those who might turn, oh, turn our stomachs? Do we have to love those who might turn our stomachs? I'm the first one to uh, admit that, you know, I can get down with uh, medical things. I can get down with um, things that, that can be bloody. Amen. But some things make you sick. Not everybody has that. Somebody can see um, uh, somebody who is um, cut and like, ugh. Here, this is what was happening. Because I'm squeamish about some things, does that exempt me from being a neighbor? We have no way of knowing if the Samaritan was skilled in nursing or not. He simply did what needed to be done at the moment. Somebody say, at the moment. This doesn't just apply to his physical uh, 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 body. More often, people's lives are just big and ugly and messy. Anybody know messy people? Yeah. It's just messy. They're messy. But you know, and it's so funny how when we deal with messy people, because you're messy, I feel justified in talking about you. Because you're messy, I feel justified in not dealing with you. Because you're messy, I feel justified in not giving you my time. This doesn't just apply to just the, the people we don't like. But it's the, the people that are unattractive. It's tempting to think that uh, I don't deal with mess. I don't deal with messy people. Well, understand this, beloved, is that God called you from mess. God called you out of a messy situation. Some of us still have a leg in the mess. And because of that, God will always allow and not leave you in that place. I'm almost done here. Number five, we can do what we can do to help a neighbor even when it's inconvenient. Somebody say inconvenient. inconvenient. I seriously doubt that the Samaritan's uh, planner or his schedule um, had a, a block of time that was uh, blocked out that says, help a bloody guy on the road. The Samaritan interrupted his entire agenda. He interrupted his entire day. He sacrificed his money uh, to help this man who had a need. He did all this to help a total stranger, and I might add to help a man who probably would never have helped him. A few years ago, um, we had a, a, a medical situation where um, we had, my wife and I had met a, a nurse who was taking care of our son in, in the hospital. And she had a husband uh, who was in need of a 
liver transplant. Glory to God. And I remember my wife and I having uh, a conversation. Um, um, this woman has said everything that, that her family have went through, hallelujah, concerning her husband's health. And my wife said, hmm, if you were um, a match, would you donate your liver to him? I'm like, well, if I was a match, but, you know, what's the odds? We'll be a match. Long story short, I was a match. And I donated my liver to a person I met the same, the day before the surgery. And most people couldn't understand, why would you do that? Why would you go that far? Because it wasn't in me. Let's just be honest. One of the things that I believe, because this was my, my prayer, I never met this man. Met his wife. His wife was, was very great to my son who was ill. She was amazing. I didn't know him. But I knew God. And my prayer was this. God, if this is what you would have me to do, then open every door wide so that I can just walk right through it. And he did just that. I mean, talking about checking boxes. Yep. 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 The last thing that I was, I was, I was ready to balk. I was like, mm, I don't know, God. What about my job? Now, you know, man got to, you know, got to take care of the family. God worked out all of those things. He removed the excuses. Somebody said remove the excuses. God removed every excuse. What are you saying, Pastor? That God is not going to allow, hallelujah, you to go without. Because at one point, you were that person that was in need. Let me wrap this up. Jesus preached one of the most effective sermons ever preached in the form of a simple story. It didn't have three points, but it did end with an invitation. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Um, the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Jesus offers you this same invitation. Will you be a neighbor to anyone God brings across your path. Somebody say, my path. Anyone who needs a loving touch from a gracious and merciful God. Anyone who needs a hand um, in the situation that they're in. Anyone who needs a dollar, hallelujah, just to get through the, the moment that they're in. Will you be that one neighbor? Glory to God. God is trying to get something to us by changing our understanding in thinking concerning people and things. Yes. The enemy would even whisper in your ear, glory to God. Can, can I tell you something about sin? Um, one of the things that um, sin starts in the mind, amen? It starts with an idea. It's a thought. And then the thought is then acted upon. Hallelujah. This is what the enemy does concerning people. And he wants to keep us from walking in the path that God has called us to. 
That's why he wrote it down in the book. That's why he wrote it down in the Bible, so that we won't let our flesh um, get in the way of what God is saying. Are you my neighbor? You mean tell me God wants me to be kind to people I don't even like? Yes. You mean tell me that God wants me to go against, God wants me to be a blessing to my enemies? Yes. Last point. So many times we desire things from God that we are not willing to be a blessing to others. We want God to do things for us. The scripture says that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. We want to ask God to uh, change the heart of our bosses and change the hearts of, of our, our teachers and, and things, but concerning that one that you can be a blessing to, you have all these conditions. Well, no, they have to come right. Well, no, they have to say this. Are you a neighbor? And that's just a, a question that you would ask yourself. What time is it? I, I'm going to end. I'm going to end um, so that we can get into um, communion. God is trying to change us from the inside out. We've been letting some things just go by. But I, I like how, how God is simple. We make him hard. God is easy. We make it difficult. I like how the uh, scripture started out with, and there was a lawyer who tested Jesus. Why is that important? Because when we think of lawyers, we think of ones who are able to um, debate, able to, to question um, those who have um, greater knowledge in, in certain areas. And that was done, I believe, for a reason so that we understand that no matter where we are or who we are, those things still apply to us. Amen? Come on, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I want to know if, and I, I want to pray, um, but sometimes we found ourselves in positions um, where God had called us to, to be a neighbor. And we put all these other conditions in front of it. But I want you to remember yourself. How many times when you needed help? And God showed up. Or God sent someone to do that thing that you needed. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. Father, we thank you for what you are saying. Father, I thank you right now that everyone that's under the sound of my voice, Lord God, will just examine themselves, Lord God. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, for changing us, for changing our hearts and our minds, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for not leaving us in this place, Father. Um, but Father, you will change us. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God, 
Father, those issues that we've had concerning uh, what someone looks like. Father, the issues that we've had concerning the things that people have done and said about us. Lord, I thank you for changing our hearts. I thank you, Lord God, for changing our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I believe that God is going to give you opportunity to walk those things out. I want to read something into your hearing. I want to First Corinthians, the eleventh chapter. We begin around verse twenty-three. For those of you who are at home, we're going to begin uh, communion uh, portion now. Um, so if you haven't grabbed the the elements that you need, this is the time to get it right now. Okay. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, at verse 23. This is Paul talking. Paul says this, For I received from the Lord, which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, discerning the Lord's body. Now let me just be clear of, about this. Um, What Paul is saying here is that when you eat or, or when you eat the bread or drink the wine in an unworthy manner, is because there is something between you and God. There is something that is unconfessed between you and God. Somebody say sin. sin. And so what this does is give us the opportunity before we go into communion to fix this thing. Can I just put it in a plain um, English? To fix this between you and God. Um, what is this thing that is between us? So what we're going to do is that we're going to pray and you're going to talk to God on your own. And we're going to um, go into this so that we can be in a right state um, with God. Amen? Amen. 
Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, and we, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing and saying in this season. Now, Father, if there's anything that is undeclared right now with a repentant heart, we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us, Lord God, of the things that we have said. Forgive us, Lord God, of the things that we have done, Lord God. Father, we confess right now unto you the following things. That's right, talk to them. Talk to them. We thank you, Lord God, for forgiveness, Lord God. Father, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. Father, we had some things that's been on our heart and on our minds, Lord God. We have held things against people. So, Father, we thank you right now, Lord God, for, for removing all of those things in Jesus' name. We confess, Lord God, that you are the true God, the living God. And Father, we thank you right now for cleansing us of all of those things that go against you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for healing. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, amen, amen. Right now, I need um, Aaron, will you um, pass these out, please? It is very important um, that we understand that the scripture says, as often as you, you do this, um, I know that sometimes you know, we, we come from places that we have this every first Sunday, we will have a community. But the scripture is, is it says that as often as we do this, uh, we will do this in remembrance. Did you serve me? You serve me last. There you go. As often as you do this. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for these elements. We thank you, Lord God, Father, that you have died and rose again for us. And so, Father, we now partake in this Holy Communion, Father, and in the honor of you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for, for your people being able to come together as one to partake in the, in the blood and in the body of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The scripture says that, and as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Everyone, let us take and eat.
Then he took the cup, and he gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for, the, for many for the remission of sin. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Too much sentiment. With uplifted hands. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for this time of celebration, Lord God. We thank you for this time of giving. We thank you, Lord God, for this time of communion. Father, we bless. Those who are here, Father, those who have partaken, those who are online, live with us, Lord God, Father, we bless them. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're saying and doing in their lives. Lord God, we believe you, Lord God. Father, we see that in this world right now, there is a lot of upheaval, Lord God. Father, there are wars and rumors of wars, Father. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God, for peace. Peace, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, Father, for doing what only you can do, Father. Father, I thank you for salvation, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for salvation for the people. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Now, Father, as we leave this place, keep us, Lord God. Keep our minds fixed on you. Lord God, we thank you for what you are saying and doing in this hour, in this season. And we thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do, Father, on our behalf. Bless us, Lord God. Keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Listen, God bless you, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We believe in God for all of you to have a great week in God on purpose. God bless everybody. Hallelujah. Wow. Another powerful message for Pastor Tony. We thank God for using him to deliver his word to his people so that we can reach all of those and impact those people's lives who need to hear it. We thank y'all for tuning in with us. We pray you have a great week in God on purpose.